Welcome to Talking Turns, where we take turns talking, and the talk takes a turn. My name is George Knapp. And I'm Lacey Polka Dot Princess Atkinson. Just a friendly reminder, this podcast is rated M for Mature because it contains adult themes and language. It may not be suitable for people under age 18. Again, this podcast is for adults only. Hi, Lace. Hi, George. So what's today's topic? Today's topic is atheism. Okay. Okay, so... So one of us is an atheist. And one of us is not. Can you guess which one is? Okay, we'll give everybody one whole second to figure that one out. I'm kind of interested in having this podcast because we'll get into the details behind all this, but I, I feel that there are a lot of misconceptions about what it is to be an atheist or what atheism is. And one of my potential responsibilities as an atheist is to try to clarify those misunderstandings. So Lacey, being a self-professed not expert in atheism, definitely is going to play the part of the what the heck's this all about person. Because and I'm not really playing the part. I I'm kind of am to, genuinely right. interested. Okay. And I'm genuinely interested in explaining. So that sounds like a good makeup for a podcast. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we should do that Let's someday. Do it. Let's do it. All right. What is the purpose of life from an atheist perspective? Okay. I think you asked me that in my um, monologue. Yep. I but mean, I, not my monologue. Your <laughs> my interview, which interview season one, episode two. Right. I want you to do and that. My, and my response is the same. The purpose of life is to live. Okay. So that's it. Yeah. To End live. End story. Okay. Yeah. What do you believe in? What do I believe in? Hmm. Well, belief is kind of an interesting, I guess belief to me is anything that I accept to be true or mostly true or plausible that I don't have significant scientific proof for. Okay. So that's a pretty short list. So I believe in things like, um, wow. I don't believe in very much now that I'm scouring my brain. So opposite. Yeah, you believe in everything. I do. Which is fine. I respect that. That's cool. It's very weird for I, George to be quiet. What I, do you I, believe in? I, do you believe in nothing? Well, no- I, I believe there is there is, there is um, nothing somewhere out there. There's nothing. But nothing's kind of, you know, our universe isn't nothing. I mean, even empty parts of our universe, they tend to populate themselves with something eventually. That's this, another whole... This uh, podcast is making me sleepy already. I know. That's another whole physics thing that you don't want to even talk about. I guess I, there's there's a point where where things can't be completely proven. And so I do have some level of belief. Like I, I make the leap from a very high probability of something to some level of certainty. Because you have to get on with your life. So like people always ask me, getting away from religion a little, just for a second, getting more into philosophy, people talk about these things about what is reality. So when somebody comes up to me and wants to talk about reality, I say, look, okay, here's my reality experiment, right? Okay. Find a friend who's willing to do this experiment with you, okay? Get in the same room together with a third friend and have the third friend videotape the following thing. Punch each other in the face, specifically in the nose. Yes. Because it's a very vulnerable part of your face. Right. And then have it filmed and take note of your initial reaction when you're punched in the nose. Mm-hmm. You're going to probably experience pain and then you're going to laugh because you realize you just did something really fucking stupid. 
And then if you don't believe that those things happen, you also have a videotape of it happening that may or may not help confirm. so cute confirm. that he used the word tape at the end of video. Because I'm old. It shows how old he is. Because I'm okay. fucking old. But I'm following okay. the point. Right. I digress, but I'm following. Okay. The digital, the gi- digital rendering of the experience. <laughs> View the digital rendering of the experience. If you want to be fucking precise. <laughs> And then you can argue about, well, is the digital rendering an actual representation of reality? And it's then you're just fucking being stupid, right? My point is, there is a point, even in science, where you don't know absolutely. You know, maybe, you know, they report things with 90% confidence. They report things with 95% confidence, with 99% confidence. So there is a point where you have to cross over from science to belief. It's not a, it's not a bridge too far, you know? For me, a bridge too far is is... You know, virgin birth, son of God is a bridge too far, right? Where, you know, getting to the point of saying that um, light has no reference frame and it always travels at the same speed and the rest of the universe has to conform to that. There's enough evidence to support that theory. And so I can make that last little tiny little gap jump. Okay. So what exactly... Does atheism mean? Okay, so literally atheism means no belief in a theology or a god. Of any okay. kind. So A, you know, means anti or non. So it means non, non-belief. Non-theist. Okay, right. right. So that's literal. And, and so the thing about atheism is it's, it's a very individual thing. Most atheists that I've talked to or – or have read about will pretty much have different views. Mm-hmm. There's not like we don't have a you know this is one of the one of the misconceptions. We don't have like a club. I'm not saying there aren't atheist groups. There are. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. There's no there's, church there's of atheism. Free, right, right. There's freedom from religion. There's all these different groups that that support atheists and atheist ideas and promote atheist books and whatever. But they themselves are not a – there's no set of rules. There's no sect. There's no dogma. There's no set of rules. So you walk in there and say, this is what I think. And people say, okay, this is what I think. And I think one of the things I think is your thoughts aren't that great or well well thought out, but the, I don't care. You think that it's about fine. everybody, about everything though? No, I'm not saying me. I'm you saying think. people can say that about each other. But there is no dogma. So there's no rules. There's no Ten Commandments. There's no whatever. You know, so you, there's no, you know, Methodist, Presbyterian, Baptist. You don't define yourselves yeah. specifically. No, absolutely. It's just a, it's just a random, it's not, not random. It's just a broad collection of a term that applies to people that are non-believers. The only thing that all atheists have in common is they do not believe. Okay. That's the only common thread. I remember you mentioning getting kicked out of Bible school. Yeah. And kicked so, out's a bit of a harsh term. But I, I mean, you yeah. were kind of like just teasing when you said it, but yeah. So obviously, um, I'm guessing your parents were Christian. Yes. Okay. So you were raised with a Baptist Baptist foundation. What changed? When? Why? Okay. So it's a it's a pretty boring story. I've told a million times. Uh, I'll try to be short because I've I've been told that I talk too long in this podcast. So. Always. But it's, we love it. But it's my it. podcast, so fuck everybody. <laughs> That thinks that I will not edit that part out. I'm a kid and I'm in Sunday school and there's shit going on. And this is about the time I stopped believing in Santa Claus and Easter Bunny and everything else because Jesus to me falls into that exact same category. Disclaimer if you have kids around, please get them away. We've already told people this is an adult broadcast. So fucking if they have their kids around and their kid now is crying about Santa Claus, well, the parents are just doing some shit parenting. Fact. So anyway, (laughs) 
So people are gonna love to hate you, but continue. <laughs> so so I'm in Sunday school and actually funny enough, we're talking about the the nativity story and the star in the east and this kind of thing. And then they have this wise man stuff. And I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. So if the star was in the east, the wise men would have been traveling from west to east. So they would have come from like northern Africa because, you know, or something. But they, because of the Roman Empire, they could have come from Europe. So, you know, exactly who were these guys and why is this whole frankincense and myrrh bullshit? What's all that all about? And blah, blah, blah. And I was accused of asking too many questions. So then my retort was much like, and I mentioned this also in, I think, in an earlier episode. Um, I love, I love, love, love Mayor Pete's answer to the gay thing. Right. When he says, your problem's not with me, it's with your creator, because God made me gay, is right. his his comment, because mm-hmm. he's religious. And so I was kind of the same way. I was like, so I said, well, do you believe that God created me? And of course, the Sunday school teacher said yes. And so I said, well, do you believe that my curiosity is part of me? And the Sunday school teacher said yes. And I said, okay, so if God made me and made me curious, why am I getting my ass kicked for being expressing my curiosity? Not literally getting his ass kicked, but he dramatizes mm. just a bit. Mm. Okay. So no one had a good answer for that other than you're not playing by the rules, basically. Because you're asking questions, you're not playing yes. by the rules? Yeah. So then I said, okay, well, this is all bullshit. Anyway, we all know it's bullshit. Why don't you guys all just admit it's bullshit? And so they didn't want to have that. So then I was invited to join the adult Bible study. Because apparently I was freaking all the kids out with my questions, but I wouldn't freak adults out. So now I would spend I would spend six days and twenty three oh, hours every week <laughs> studying the lesson for the following week with the in sole purpose of oh my coming up with the question that would freak out the most number of adults possible. So after two weeks in the adult Bible study, my dad, who's a very pragmatic person, came to me and said, "You win. You don't have to go to church anymore." Wow. So, because, and listen to those words. You don't have to go to church anymore. Did you? I did to play basketball and stuff because I enjoyed, I enjoyed the social aspect of it because I was raised in the church. I mean, you know, covered dishes and stuff like that, whatever. Fantastic macaroni and cheese. But, but I mean, I just called bullshit and nobody had any good answers for me. So do you think it might be different if you had like talked to somebody who had no. better answers? Have you have you questioned? Yes. You have. Okay. So I've sat down with ministers, priests. Uh, my mom has a cousin who's a an Orthodox um priest. I've just I've 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 sought out religious people um just to see, you know, pick their brain and I'm just I'm it I just arrive at the place that I say it's all about faith. And faith is just not my DNA. So, obviously, faith and the nativity story. Other than that, what is the what do you feel is the greatest fallacy in Christianity? Oh, original sin, without question. Okay. It's the greatest fallacy in many religions, but it's specified in the Abrahamic, all three Abrahamic religions. I lump them all together. People like to draw distinctions between Judaism, Islam, and, and Christianity. To me, they're the same right. basic religion um, up to a point. And then there's a divergence, but it's no different than like um, Mormons, you know, because they have the Book of Mormons. I mean, they, you know, apparently this, this shyster, John Smith, came up with this new version because he was trying to evade taxes and be allowed to be a polygamist. Anyway, so I just offended every Mormon that's ever lived. 
Sorry, not really. Because you called their founder and leader. He was a con artist. Original (laughs) sin. So original sin. That basically implies that humans are flawed. That sucks. That's so demoralizing. That's so fucking um, um, self-non-empowering. That just sucks. It's it's just you know you're starting off at a disadvantage. It's like the, you're a kid, and it's like I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, by the way, you you you're you're fucked up, and we're all fucked up. So the only so way to be unfucked, the only way to be unfucked is to believe in this thing that you can't see that's never done a goddamn thing for you in your entire life. Supposedly, no, has not. <laughs> and you know, I mean, at least fucking Santa. So right, so I stopped believing in Jesus about the same time as Santa for the same reasons. But at least fucking Santa brought me shit every year, okay? Up until the point I figured out that Santa wasn't Santa. Santa was my parents and right. grandparents. Jesus never did shit for me. At least Santa brought me shit. And I still had the balls to stop believing in him. And he was bringing me shit every year, like bicycles, like good shit, you know, shit I really wanted. So it's like, well, fuck. You know, what have you done for me lately, Jesus? Not a goddamn thing, you know, 2,000 years, fucking nothing. And so, you may not have even existed 2000. You might be just a complete allegory anyway. So, yeah, no, sorry. So, I'm adding, I'm not adding a lot of my opinion here because we're mostly asking George about his atheism. We're not getting into my religion because that's another podcast for another time. Sure. So, I'm going to just keep my opinions out of it just so you guys know that I'm not agreeing with George because I'm silent in response to his um, answers. And I'll, and I'll do my best to return the favor when we talk about your religion. You know it won't happen. He'll be talking forever. But anyway, okay. So do you believe in miracles? I believe that amazing things happen that people confuse with miracles. I think that statistical anomalies occur that people confuse for miracles. It's a miracle that we can record our voices. You know, you could say it's a miracle we could, you know, 300 years ago, somebody walked in on this podcast, they would lose their shit. First of all, because a married couple who aren't married to each other are in a room by themselves, the door closed. And secondly, I have my ankles covered though. And secondly, <laughs> and secondly, that we're able to speak into this thing and it somehow is recording it. And what the fuck's all this, you know, you know electric light and toilets and indoors and all this? What the hell? To those people, this is all miracles. To us, it's just a hobby. And there's statistical anomalies. I mean, everybody has anecdotal evidence of all kinds of stuff. I mean, ghosts and creepy feelings. And have I ever walked through a house and got a shiver? Sure. Have I ever seen my... But if you believe in nothing, how would there be... It's just some kind of involuntary response. So it's all biological then when you feel things like that? Absolutely. Okay. Just random biological, even though... Absolutely. Somebody died there. I can't trust my senses. I mean, you know, I mean... I might be driving to work on a morning and I'm always cognizant of the fact that it's early in the morning and it's in the country and there's deer around. Right. I see lots of fucking deer that aren't there. Now sometimes I see deer that are there. And every and every time I th- me a and, and every time I th- every time I think I see a deer, I take my foot off the gas and prepare myself to apply the brakes. And sometimes the deer turns out to not be a deer, but it's 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 not I mean, there's thousands of studies done that you can't trust your perceptions. Can you please you know get this. a little bit more coffee before you leave for work in the morning? I don't drink coffee. Because you're hallucinating deer. No, I'm not hallucinating deer. <laughs> what I'm trying to explain is that our senses are not reliable. That's a fact. That's okay. a known fact. Our senses are not reliable. So why would I get all caught up in things that are outliers that I know come from a input device that is not reliable? Okay. I'll leave that at that. Um, wedding vows. You say those usually as a commitment in whatever religion 
that you are a part of. Right. And what... And I actually marry people on the side. Yeah. People believe that... And people know I'm an atheist and they still let me marry them. Right. So how does atheism play into the, I'll use the word sanctity, the meaning of wedding vows if you don't believe that there is a higher power to hold you to that commitment? Because the vows not to the higher power, the vows to each other. But it's... To each other. Okay. End of story. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> this is fun. You only have to answer We're... to one person in this life, and that's you. Okay. So if you forsake, if I make a vow to you and I forsake that vow, then I have to live with the guilt and, and the consequences of doing that. Okay. And that's enough for me. I don't need eternal damnation to do the right thing. Okay. So wrote down on my chicken scratch paper over here, heaven, hell, you don't believe in any nope, nope, absolutely afterlife not. whatsoever. So when George no. dies, everything having to do with George besides his ashes is just, it's over. There's no soul. There's no spirit. Yeah. As far as I can tell, no. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I, I, that's one of those, it's, I would say it's a very low probability event. I wouldn't rule it out a hundred percent, but I think you could have a slight chance that there could be, and I'm not hedging here. I'm just being honest. There, there's a slight chance that there could be some form of fucking energy we don't understand or, you know, I mean, in some ways we live, we do live forever because, you know, when I do die and get burned or that's my wish, but if my family decides to go against my wishes just because I'm a dick and it's their <laughs> final revenge and I become worm food, the atoms in our bodies were were created 14 billion years ago. They were they were changed inside of stars that eventually exploded and spewed the material all over the universe. This material came together. We were built from this material. Our ancestors were built from this material. It's been recycled over and over and over and over and over again a bajillion times in 14 billion years. So I'm just going to be recycled. Okay. So, you know, you might be eating um, Big Mac 30 years from now, and there might be some little bit of George in that Big Mac. In the grease, baby. Yeah, in the grease, baby. In the grease. It's like, hey, I recognize that grease. That grease was a little bit sarcastic. and, and <laughs> You have to listen to our previous podcast di- to understand that reference. So if you have not go to listened. The, go to the website, www.talkinturns.com, T-L-A-K-N-T-R-N-S.com, and look at the outtakes. And there's a whole beautiful piece on Greece. George calls it beautiful. And, you know, I think it's objective. But anyway, okay. Eye of the beholder, um, baby. Eye of the beholder. All right. So if you do not believe in <clears throat> a higher power or um, religion, how do you how do you form moral, ethical standards? How are you held to those? And, and how do you form those beliefs? Like, you know... As I can just say from Christian reference, or maybe Buddhist is some that I've studied and understand more than the others is, you know, being nice to other people, turning the other cheek, those kind of things is right. moral so, guidelines. Okay, and so, yeah. so so how does how do you form your morals and your right. values and your ethics if you don't have something to hold you accountable? Okay, so there's two different questions in my mind there. One is how do you form them? And the second one is being held accountable. So let's deal with the first one first. Okay. So forming is a combination of how you're raised, society, culture, et cetera, and your education, both formal, informal, and, and individual, personal, right? Yes. Does Christianity, does being born and raised in America impact my morality and ethical view of the world? Absolutely, unequivocally, Yes. You are hitting something and making noise no, this I'm time. Not. I'm trying. It's you. Not to You're kicking. I hear that thing, but it's I don't George's know what the thing fault is. this time. Okay. I don't know what the thing was, but it was a tinging, tanging thing. So, so unequivocally, yes, 
I can't help that. I can't help where I was born. So it's the way you were raised. So so it's called socialization, okay? Okay. And then you go to school and you meet kids and it's like, don't bite kids, don't slap kids, be, you know. So at some point, though, you get to an age or a maturity level where you start to ask, question these beliefs and say, do these things make sense or not make sense? And I say all the time that that I am not a Christian. I am definitely an atheist, but I'm absolutely a fan of the golden rule, quote unquote. All right. Okay. So allegedly, and I triple underline allegedly, Jesus said, you know, don't tell others as you would have others do unto you. And that's just logical. Why would I expect you to treat me any better than I treat you? That's just fucking stupid to think otherwise. If I take the position that you should treat me better than I treat you, then I'm just a douchebag. If I take the position that that I should be treated less than how I treat you. You need counseling. Yes, you need counseling. You have some very self, big, huge self-esteem issues, which those self-esteem issues could come from believing in original sin, but that's that's I won't recycle that whole discussion. I mean, you can so, if you want to, but. So that's the, that's the how. So the how was I was raised the way I was raised, no fault of my own. I was exposed to a lot of different people. I was very fortunate to live and grow up in a diverse area. And then I read a lot. I'm a nerd. It's no secret. I'm a nerdy reader. Mm -hmm. And I studied philosophy and religion since a very young age. I was fascinated by how do you develop moral codes and ethics. And then from there, I said, okay, well, I need to develop my own moral code and ethic. And so I did. And it's called self-actualization where you, where you now have developed your own view, mm -hmm. worldview. Um, and this is how actually religion, I believe religion start. You get somebody that's really got their shit together and they self-actualize and then people listen to them speak and they say, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. That's why we joke about the book of George, right? Right. Because it's like, oh, okay, maybe I'll start a, I'll start my own religion, right? I get tax exempt status on this motherfucker up in here. <laughs> Which, by the way, is one of the biggest pet peeves of atheists of all time is tax exemption. But yeah, so that's how you do it. You just fucking do it. So it's a combination of, of socialization and parenting and then putting all that in your head and then and then stirring it around with your own knowledge that you acquire on your own. Okay, so, so I'm going to go back to – I'm sure So I don't need this. Jesus to tell me what to do. So then the, the whole thing about accountability, Yeah, it's a combination of, again, socialization, peer pressure. I don't – you know – and and having a moral code that stands on its own. So, so if you kill somebody, so, who are you responsible to? I mean, what is the myself? Well, I just, just, what did I just say ten minutes ago? I mean, I, the only person I'm accountable to is myself. So you could just do whatever you want to and no, be accountable no, to no, yourself. No, no, no. See, that's that's another huge misconception about atheists that we feel that we are only that we're not accountable. We're absolutely accountable. Murdering someone would be horrific. Okay. Okay. And and it would be devastating to me personally if I killed someone. So you believe in life? There's no belief. I mean, life is a thing. It's tangible. Okay. All right. So oh, I love it when George argues with me. It's so fun, um, especially when he gets passionate about the argument. So as an atheist, you've probably encountered some kickback from people, not just when you were little in Bible school, but you live in the Bible Belt. <clears throat> And I'm sure, I'm wondering, not sure, I'm wondering about some experiences you may have had when <laughs> you said you were atheist. Yes. I and, love these, actually. Okay. I've got some, I, I, I'll tell you a, a cute story and I'll tell you a horrible story. Okay. Okay. So the cute story is I met someone once and we were talking and I happened to comment that I was an atheist. And she said, in 100% in sincerity, I've never met one of you before. 
And I thought that was the <laughs> cutest thing anybody had ever said to me. Because it wasn't meant, there was no malice. Right. There was no, not really much, there was a bit of judgment maybe, but with you Southerners, we can never tell. You're always polite in us Yankees. But anyway. Yes, sir, we uh, are. But um, you're doing it right now, God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I thought it was cute. I thought it was like, oh, she's never Aww. met an atheist before. And I'm going to fucking ruin every, you know, of all the atheists to meet. I, 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 so I just give her a disclaimer and say, don't judge all atheists based on my behavior. I'm a great person, actually. Just ask my grandson. That's what he thinks. Ask, I mean, I, ask I my grandkids. Agree. Your grandkids are great, and I I believe that you and are they love really me quite pretty a bit. awesome to them. Okay, the so, horrific experience. So the horrific experience is when people just don't get it, right? So and and, and I won't call out a, a individual person, but I'll say there's been more than one person who's approached the subject something like this. Okay, blah blah blah, talk talk talk. Oh, I'm an atheist. Okay. Then it quickly goes to some form of you're going to burn in hell. How do you live with yourself? How do you have a capacity to love or forgive? What was wrong with your parents? It's kind of like, it, 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 I don't know what it's like to come out of the closet having an alternative sexuality. Right. But it must feel similar in some ways because society ostracizes atheists to some extent. And I feel ostracized. It takes a while to get to the point where you openly talk about it because you you do you are concerned at times that people become agitated, right? Severely agitated in some cases. I've had people physically physically not try to hurt me necessarily, but physically react, viscerally react, like like I was attacking them and their beliefs, and that wasn't the case. I was just commenting that I didn't believe in God, and, and just the thought that there's a person on the planet that doesn't believe in God was so repulsive and repugnant to them that they that they reacted in a in a shocking way, and and it, and it was kind of like set me back, and I said, whoa, that's that's tells me something. You pretty much believe that everybody can believe what they want to, and it's not a cumulative thing. It's religion is not something that we do together. It's it's it basically to me it sounds lonely. Kind of atheism, being an atheist and not having that connection. Kind of, I do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it sounds like when people who are of one religion get okay, together, well, we all well, believe the same thing. Interestingly enough, I mean, I don't know what church you were raised in, but the Baptist church that I went to used to talk about a personal relationship with Jesus. Okay. So to say then that having a personal relationship without Jesus is somehow lonely or wrong or negative or whatever the connotation of that expression you just gave was seems a little contradictory. Maybe not necessarily with Jesus is what I mean or or with a creator. Well, but there's other ways to socialize. Like you and I are socializing right now. I mean, the whole reason we not the whole reason, but one of the reasons we do this podcast is we enjoy <laughs> we enjoy spending time together. I think. Up until now, it depends. It depends. <laughs> yeah, it's it is religion a social thing? Yes, I believe that a lot of people are skeptics in the church. I've had people admit to me that they're skeptics in the church, but they go to church for a combination of social reasons, family reasons, etc. Fear that they aren't that they aren't going to go to hell, but fear that their kids will be you know raised without a conscience. Right. Well, I tell you what, my kids, and specifically my daughter, not raised in a church, all have consciences. And, and, and my daughter is one of the sweetest, nicest, most gentle human beings on the planet. So I know, again, it's just a sample size of one, but she completely and utterly defeats that. Uh, my wife, 
who's a non-believer, a very kind and generous person. My son, who's a non-believer, served two tours in Afghanistan, is a, is a cop. He's very passionate about service to right. humanity and to his country. And so those kind of attributes like, like bravery and kindness and love and forgiveness and, and, and caring and empathy. They don't have to come from religion. They, they absolutely do not have to. And I don't believe they actually do come from religion. I think they come from evolution because otherwise humans wouldn't have survived this long without those attributes. Okay. You say the word GD often. Yes. And I don't say it. Right. Because I was raised in the South and even my kids picked up saying, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And my mother corrected one of my children on saying that, right. which, because we say, oh my gosh, so, in our family. Right. Which, okay. So I've got, okay. You, you've given me tons of fuel, but go ahead right. keep going. So we say, oh my gosh. Give me more or, fuel. Or, oh my goodness. Right. Instead of saying, oh my God. Right. And we, I never use GD. Right. So just... I have no problem with you saying it because that's. So do you say darn your... it or dang it or anything like that? Oh, I say damn shit. See, I say okay, all those okay. things. So here's the thing. All right, this is this this is I love this. You 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 served up a fucking slow pitch across the middle of the plate, and I'm going to hit this motherfucker out of the park. Okay, <laughs> I love this. I couldn't have scripted this, and this was Grab not scripted. Grab your popcorn, everybody, this or not, peanuts, this whatever. Was, this was not scripted. Okay. But you walked right into this. I fucking love this. Okay, this is my favorite. This is absolutely my favorite. Gosh is a is, is a twist on God. Darn it is a twist on damn. So if you say gosh, or if you say darn it, you're saying God damn it. You're just using a, an abbreviated version. And so you're expressing the exact same feeling. You're saying that there's this higher power and and that power has the ability to smote shit because the Old Testament God was a dick. <laughs> said smote. The, 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 the Old Testament God was a fucking dick. He used to smote shit all the time. And so you're saying this this computer's acting up. I want God to smote the fucking thing. I hate it, you know? And and so whether you say gosh darn it, or whether you say the, the darn computer or this this you know, this stupid computer, you're you're exactly expressing the same emotion, right? Now, when I use God damn it, I do it for two reasons. One, it's a habit, you know, because I love to swear. I think sometimes there's only certain ways to to express yourself. And, right. And, and people say, well, you're too intelligent. You have a great vocabulary. You shouldn't have to swear. I know I don't have to swear. But it's fun. But it's convenient. Sometimes. It's convenient. It's easy, yeah. I'm nothing if not lazy. So, um, <laughs> you're the, so far uh, from lazy. I don't see any inconsistency saying God damn it just because – Fuck it. It's expressing it basically a general dislike of whatever thing I'm goddamning at the time. But I find it funny, Southerners especially. I knew this one guy, and I won't name his name, um, and he'll never listen to his podcast, so he won't figure out who he is. But if he did listen, he would know. He used to say, Dadgummit. Oh, I hear that a lot. And every time I hear that, I say, you mean goddammit. I would correct him. And he says, I don't I don't blaspheme. And I just laugh. And I say, what, do you th what the hell do you think Dadgummit stands for? You know? Right. It stands for God damn it. Somebody cleaned up God damn it and made it polite. So so you're just you're kidding yourself. You're just Same lying. Sentiment, you're you're, you're, you're blaspheming. Just yeah, you're just you know. And the whole thing about and that's the other reason I like to say God damn it is because I know it's blasphemy. And you know, according to three books that have been written on the subject that are very popular, and I won't name the three books. You know, you're supposed to like almost instantly go to hell when you blaspheme. And in really? some and in some countries, some countries they'll lop your head off. Like, I can't go to an Islamic country. Wow. I'll be killed. 
I didn't know it was that. Not big because of I'm an American, sense. but it's a fucking in some countries. I can't say every Islamic country. That, that's going to get us rave reviews. Sorry about that. I apologize. But there are places in this world. Leave your comments that down if below. you say "God damn it" in public, in theory, down. in theory, you could suffer the death penalty. Now, probably wouldn't happen in most countries, but in theory, it could happen. Okay, now I'm going to ask you this, and you can take it to any level you want to take it. You can take it as emotional, financial, whatever. Um, You say that everything has a cost. Right. What is the cost of religion? Low self-esteem. We've already talked about original sin. Lack of cooperation. Everything from something as pedestrian as pulling resources instead of having, you know, there's 70 churches or some ridiculous fucking number of churches in Darlington. It's right. a town of 6,800 people. What the fuck, right? If you want to have a social gathering once a week, that's such a waste of resources. Again, tax exemption, all that land, all that money could be taxed and, and, and help other causes, people, situations. Okay. So that's a cost. Self-esteem. There's a social cost. There's there's a, a um, that and that's a pedestrian thing, cooperation, but on the extreme end of cooperation is war. You know, how many wars have been fought over religion? And, you know, and this is a, a tried and true argument by atheists and people get sick of it and say, yeah, that's, your, that's kind of your go-to argument. Okay. Name all the wars that were started by atheists. Because atheists don't give a shit what you believe. They believe what they believe. And they're not going to die for it. they're not going to kill you for it. Right. I mean, they may die for their beliefs, but they're not going to die for your beliefs. Or they might even die for your beliefs, but they're not going to kill you for your beliefs. So, so that's an extreme, extreme cost. You know, it's just, it's just more tribalism, man. Whether it's, you know, so our, you know, humans' favorite tribalisms are literally tribes, you know, countries, names, whatever. Skin tone, another favorite. Why? Because it's easy to identify. You know, if you're walking across an open expanse back in the day when we're still cave people hunting and shit. And you look across that expanse and the person, the more different that person looks to you, mm-hmm. the more you assume correctly that they're probably not related to you in any way or have similar experiences to you in any way. It's like if aliens came, if aliens came to Earth, we'd be fucked because they would enslave us or kill us all. There's no point of going to another planet mm-hmm. just to make friends. That, that's, that's, not how, that's not how intelligent we creatures in work. Peace. Um, one of the few things I agree with Stephen Hawking on is the fact that we don't ever want to reach out to aliens. That's just stupid because they're going to – they'll, they'll just come and take our shit and kill us. Same thing with, you know, back in the day. So they look different, must be bad. Different equals bad. That's that's evolutionary. That's just fucking survival tactic. That's why people wear uniforms when they fight wars. Right. Blue against the gray, red against the black. You know, war paint, whatever. So I can tell the good guy from the bad guy. Yeah. You're a Jew, you're a bad guy. You're a Jew, you're a good guy. You're a Christian, you're a bad guy. You're a Christian, you're a good guy. You're an atheist, you're a bad guy. You're an atheist, you're a good guy. You're black, you're good. You're black, you're bad. You're white, you're good. You're white, you're bad. On and on and on. And it's fucking, I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah. We all have the exact fucking same DNA. I mean, down to like such a small Teensy, teensy, fucking ridiculous small percentage. And it's just the selection for skin tone is just like nothing. And that giant package of beautiful, amazing shit that's going on inside of a human body. And we focus so much fucking attention on skin tone. Yep. And religion's the same goddamn thing. It's the same. It's just another way to manipulate people into hating each other. I value your opinion and I appreciate you telling me that. <laughs> And I'll move on to the next question. Besides 
like maybe giving your life for your children or your, you know, your wife, what are you passionate enough about to die for? I mean, it's, that's a bit of a trick question because unless you're, until you're faced with that, you don't know what you're going to do. And even if you're faced with it multiple times, you may react differently each time. Okay. Um, the reason I ask the, is because religious people would be willing to die for their religion. And, and so I what don't, do you- there's no evidence to support that. They would be will, more willing than an atheist to die for someone else. In fact, I would argue that I know an awful lot of pussies that are religious. Um, <laughs> that's going to be quoted. That's a quote. You can quote me on that. I'll repeat myself just to be clear. I know an awful lot of pussies that are religious. Again, it goes back to the whole morality thing. You don't have to be religious to have morals. You don't have to be religious to be brave. Okay, my, but what are you passionate about? That's what I want to know. Passion. My family. Okay. My beliefs. My freedom. I would die for, I mean, I would take a bullet for almost, I would take a bullet for a stranger. Okay. All right. I mean, my instinct. Okay, I'm not saying I would because I don't know if I would. My instinct would be if you're in trouble, I have a drive. I want to protect you. Right. Even if I don't know you. And no matter what your religion or what that's your skin instinct, color. Right. That's that, right. Exactly. That my, my initial instinct, you could be wearing a burqa. You could be wearing a yarmulke. You could be wearing a cross. You could be wearing nothing, which would be my, you know, in some people's oh cases. Would be my, no, Not with me, obviously. No, well, oh, my God. I'll let you. That's that's your low self esteem due to original okay. sin thing. Right. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it, um, it really is. No, seriously. I mean, I wouldn't sit there and go, "Okay, I'm going to pick and choose." I mean, if I was going to jump, you know, if, if I was standing at, you know, I was telling my my daughter yesterday, we were down at the new park down around the street, and I said, "This is going to sound weird." I said, "I had a dream that there was a drive by while we were here, and I got shot in the kidney because I jumped between you and the kids and the drive by shooter." And I just remember saying. Oh. As as I knew I was hitting the kidney, why the kidney? Fuck, I don't know. I probably had to pee or something. <laughs> and I and I the last thing I said before I woke up came out of the dream was just make sure your mom doesn't waste all my money. <laughs> 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 and of course, my daughter laughed. Significantly her ass off. important, right there. But no, I mean, I'd like to believe that my instinct would be to take a bullet for anybody. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I like bringing props. Oh goodness. So I have a prop. So you're going to, so let me guess, you're going to put a cross on me to see if it like catches on fire because I'm an atheist, right? I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm going to let George describe it. Okay. And it's, it's something that I've had for a long time. It's a rosary? No. And I want, I want to see what George says. It's, it's a, it's a rosary a necklace wrapped in garlic. The teen study Bible, new international version. Okay. So first of all, I'm looking at this book and it is extremely earmarked, which means someone's used it. I'm guessing I know who that someone is. Um, it's got a... a uh, kind of 90s looking, isn't it, George? Yeah, it's very 90s looking <laughs> cover. Thank you. You're helping me out there. I was looking for the right adjective. And if 90s is an adjective, um, then this is 90s. The Church of God at Palmetto Street. And there's some handwritten notes. And I'm, I'm opening the book right now. And I'm on Job 19. Job, one of my, one of my favorites. Because, you know, th- again, this goes back to the dick God. Of the Old Testament, right? So, okay. first of all, my another beef I have with Christianity, I have to get this in. Okay. Is Christianity, why they fucking focus on the Old Testament? It has nothing to do with Christianity. Jesus said, and I can find it in this little book of yours here if you want me to, that he's the new covenant right. between God and man. So, okay, that's stop. So, that's like saying, okay, stop. We're doing a redo. I'm version 2.0, dickhead. Old Testament smoting. I, lo- I love calling him the smoting guy. He loves God. saying smoke. Smote, smote's just fucking awesome. And I mean, if only we could smote. I mean. That would be great. Oh, man. Give me some of that Old Testament smoting. 
I, you could probably get me my ass into a church pew if you gave me just one one weekend of unlimited smoting. Okay. <laughs> She's dying over here. She's like, I'm so going to hell for even being part of this podcast. <laughs> I can see it on it's her okay. face. It's okay. She's gonna be she's gonna be begging for forgiveness all the rest of the week. Anyway, so yeah, so God was a dick back in the day, right? <laughs> I mean put that in the comments. I mean, Job, 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 I mean, I opened it to Job. For some right. reason you have Job. I mean, he fucked he he brain fucked Job, man. Brain fucked him. Completely another brain fucked Abraham. I mean, who the fuck has her kid? Up on a goddamn altar, getting ready to be sacrificed, and says, "Ah, oh, I was just kidding. I was testing you." That's a dick. God, you're a dick, man. That's just dick. That's total dick move. Nobody does that. Nobody that loves you does that. That's a total dick move. Now, if it's mythology and it's an allegory for what would you be willing to do for your faith, you would be willing to put your kid on an altar and torch them for your faith. Then I can accept that as a as a as a lesson as a fable as an allegory as a myth right that has value okay if the trials that job went through so i'm holding the bible up like he a preacher is now preaching i'm preaching to, now and she's looking at me like damn congregation and so, the choir right now so i'm holding up the book i'd give an amen up in yeah, here take a picture of this shit this is this is going on the fucking website right here <laughs> take a fucking picture of me holding the bible up and preaching right so I don't, you got to so put your passcode Job, in so and all that. It's technology. I just need to use my thumb. It's a miracle. He laid hands on the phone and it came alive. See, I can just be such a dick when it comes to the religion, but let me get the teen study part. Yeah, I got to get that in there. Okay. No, no wait, do this. <laughs> this is a great picture. Y'all are going to love it. Go to the website. Yep. Don't, don't edit this part out, George, because they need uh, to know that know. we took a picture of you I holding know. a Bible. I know. And it didn't catch on fire or anything. It did not. Yet. There are no flames. So, 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 if Job is also a myth and an allegory and a thing that says life is fucking tough as shit, but if you persevere and you're ten- tenacious and you and you hang on, there may be a reward at the end, or there may not be a reward. That's not the point. The point of life is to live, not to get a reward. But there may be at least a sense of self, you know, accomplishment. accomplishment. Then I'm cool with Job. That's great. It's a great fucking story. It's a. It's Shakespeare would love the shit out of Job, right? <laughs> But, but to think it's fucking literal, the word of goddamn God, that he's a sick motherfucker. I don't want to worship a bastard that brain fucks somebody like Job got brain fucked. Zero. I'd, I'd rather burn in hell for eternity. So when you, when you That's see- That's what I'm passionate. Do you feel the passion? Are you feeling I the passion? I feel the passion and I'm so glad I brought it because I thought we were going to talk about this topic and I thought that you would appreciate seeing that it's a well-used, earmarked, highlighted- there are some interesting things highlighted in there, George, because you have to remember that was my teen study Bible. So I'm I'm really glad I brought it. But how do you how do you feel like when you hold it? Do you feel angry? Because you seem maybe angry. You feel you feel angry. Does it make no, you feel angry? Not at all. No. Just another book. Okay. And I love books. I mean, it's part of. I mean, so here's the thing, and and this is where there there are many many schools of atheism. Right. In the sense, I, even though I said there weren't really kind of sects or groups, but they're obviously people kind of drift, you know, through okay. through thought, you know. And one of the driftings of thought or collections of thought, you know, it, it's part of our culture. I mean, I mean, so as much as I hate having it in the Pledge of Allegiance, as much as I hate having God on our money, I think that's because, I mean, government should be secular. I mean, to me, that's whether you're religious or not, I think intellectuals should just absolutely just beat that drum and say, look, separation church and state, end of story, secular government. But we wouldn't even have government here. 
if we weren't religious to start with, we wouldn't what? be in America. Yeah, Isn't we that would. why we came here? No. Didn't we come here to escape persecution and no, stuff? No, no, no. We came here because shit was don't... cheap. Okay. I mean, we had unlimited land. They literally gave land away because there was so much of it. Right. The land happened to be full of trees and coal and gold and silver and all. it was just it was it was fucking potluck, man. It was free shit everywhere. <laughs> potluck. American land potluck. The whole Thanksgiving story we've been told. The pilgrim bullshit. Yeah. And I tell you Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, right? You did. And yeah. it is because I am thankful, even though I'm an atheist. Well, I mean, I was going to get to that I'm very, whole very, gratitude I'm very, very, thing. I'm very, very much into gratitude, and 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 I and I think I've lived a charmed life. Okay? Right. So I absolutely think I should spend more than just one day a year, and I try to reflecting and being thankful for all the great things that have happened to me in my life. However, we all know the Pilgrim story is a bunch of bullshit. There were pilgrims and there were Native Americans. That's not bullshit. That is true. And it's possible that they sat down occasionally and shared, broke bread together. It's also even possible that the Native Americans taught, you know, the pilgrims some things. And I'm sure the pilgrims taught the Native Americans a few things. And I'm sure they had some babies together and those babies were able to, you know, survive the onslaught of the various diseases that the follow-up Europeans brought with them. You know, again, but it's a nice myth. There's nothing wrong with myths. I love mythology. I think I told you this too. I, I, my, one of my things I kind of tried to minor in in college was, was classical literature. I mean, stories are a way to, to teach. Right. You know, and, and so that's a great, it's a, it's a good teaching story, but I don't take it literally. Right. It's just another myth. Okay, well, that's all the, That's all that I have for you. What else would you like to expound upon? Is there anything that we left out? Oh, there's all kinds of things we left out, but I'll just I'll just weave them into future podcasts as I always tend to do of because my atheism is a big part of who I am. Right. Just as I'm sure your Christianity or modified Christianity, or we'll delve into exactly what you're. Well, maybe not exactly, but we'll delve into <laughs> your explanation of what your spirituality consists of. Right. That, is that fair? That's fair. In, in a future podcast, but um, it'll it'll show itself right. on occasion. But we've covered my major pet peeves. Well, what I think is really cool, and is I was that able to hold the Bible without it catching on fire. I think it's really cool so. that we can have such different beliefs and sit down together and have a conversation and be grateful for each other and our time and our opinions and our views and not fight about it. Because I'm not going to fight George about what he believes, and I'm not going to try to change his mind about what he believes. And he's not going to try to change my mind, I don't think. Or are you? No. I mean, I can, you know, like when people say, the, the nicest thing a, a uh, Christian can say to me, you know, people say like, I'll pray for you or something like that. And, and I never, you know, there, there are some what I call angry atheists or combative atheists, and they'll say, well, you know, don't waste your time or fuck you or whatever. And my view is, you know, if you want to pray for me, to me, that's an expression of love, possibly, concern, empathy. Mm -hmm. It could be. It could be super judgmental and you're praying for my soul, quote unquote, which is like, okay, yeah, you are wasting your time. If you're thinking about me in a positive way and that how you express that is through prayer, right? then that's actually a compliment, I think. And that's I'm cool with that. Well, okay? That's cool. So sometimes when Christians say something like that to me, if they don't do it in a judgmental way and if they don't do it in a you're burning in hell kind of way – then I kind of then I'm 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 perfectly fine with it. Now I know other non-believers absolutely just feel they have to. They're compelled to say no, don't, or you know that's stupid or that's a waste. And I, and I think that's just kind of that's being a little excessive. 
Right. You know, that's, that's, you're, you're being no better than they are kind of thing. I mean, it's like now you're starting to push your beliefs on each other, which is, which is not. It's good. not what we do. So I, I, I wish, because I like you, I wish that you had a different belief system, but I would never try to convince you to change it. How's, is that a fair That's fair. Comment? And okay. I won't try to change you, George, but I will teach you about makeup. No, she won't. I will. Well, okay. Well, thank you for a wonderful session here. I enjoyed right. learning all about your belief system or non-belief or whatever it's you want to call it. Still a belief system, I guess. Atheism. I, I don't know, whatever. I think it was a great show. Yeah, we went show. from good show to great show. Yeah, great show, great show. Yeah, right. be kind to yeah, yourself. Be kind to yourself. And anybody else you know who is atheist in need of or, kindness or just a person, religious or non-religious, just or just a person. A, yeah, just a person or animals. or an animal. Especially, <laughs> especially animals that are on the critical list. That's right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk and Turns. Music's been provided by Mr. Scruffy. Some photography's been provided by Photographs by Andrea. Please visit our website at www.talkinturns.com. That's www.talkinturns.com. Talking Turns is copyrighted. Any use of this material requires the expressed written consent of George Knapp. Opinions expressed on Talking Turns are solely those of the speaking participants. These opinions do not in any way reflect the beliefs or opinions of our sponsors, associates, employers, or other individuals associated with this broadcast. Again, thanks for listening, and be kind to yourself. Music